0: Like it's it's completely it's completely insane and it's completely infuriating mm-hmm. that right that you'd have she's making a documentary filming film where she doesn't believe in steady cam shots she doesn't sit up with a tripod this is visceral in uh interviewing mm-hmm. she also doesn't ask any questions That's the other thing
1: Well, there's a little bit of an introduction to it.
0: Yeah, but but here's the thing, too. You don't understand
1: their motivations, right? Well, the motivation is that he's looking for a sister. Yeah, but, like, who is he? I I know... The the found footage aspect of the movie doesn't hold up, doesn't hold any water. You, You could pick it apart in any number of ways there's no aspect of this found footage thing that works on any level whatsoever okay so so here so here's my rules
0: number one don't make anybody in the film a professional filmmaker Mm -hmm. because they'll they'll it will never factor in and it'll just end up trying to explain away why the footage looks good just Mm -hmm. embrace a new way of telling like so the original blair witch what made it so good that they were that you had them filming their own footage that you had the motivation for what they were doing in clear setups where it felt like a documentary because she was making a documentary mm-hmm. you know setting up the, the the lore you had Heather who pulls over to the side of the road by a Burkittsville sign sets up her tripod and does a, a classic documentary setup mm-hmm. in this did you have one representative frame that represented any documentary you'd ever seen in your whole entire life?
1: <laughs> well, there is some archival footage that they use. But I mean, that's the thing too. It's who is even putting this? I mean, it's it's the it's it's a the classic found footage question. And at this point is it just like the genre's been around long enough that you just this it's it just is a given, right? Who is putting all this footage together?
0: The, the Who is thing, making this movie? Yeah, and the other thing, too, is when you're when you're putting it... And, again, going back to the Blair Witch, there were some edits. But, again, in this movie, sometimes in one person saying a sentence, you have three cuts.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say, too. There's two things that that struck me right away. There was that. There was a lot of cuts. There was a, a ton of edits. A ton of edits. And I remember and I haven't seen the Blair Witch, the first Blair Witch in a really long time, but I remember there being long sequences of mm-hmm. kind of nothing happening. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of the point, and it also fed into my second point, and you brought this up right after it ended, that this idea that the last hour, 45 minutes hour of the movie is going to be in total darkness is a brave move, or you know, it takes a lot of balls, balls. or whatever. Yeah. But to me, it's like, part of the the scare one of the scariest parts of the first Blair which to me was the inevitability of the nighttime coming right mm-hmm. it was like the nighttime was obviously the scariest part of the movie and so when you're uh, so when the movie's taking place during the day there's a bit of a respite from that but you also get this feeling of dread where it's like you know the nighttime is coming and that's when something terrible is going to happen and this movie it was just kind of like we're going to it to me, it felt a lot like what I imagined modern horror movies are because I don't watch any of them hardly. but it just is like we're going to give you this scenario. and instead of having any sort of like uh, logical through line or like a uh, set of rules we're gonna follow, we're just gonna do whatever we think is the scariest thing to do in that exact moment. We're just going to try and scare you as as bad as we can or gross you out as bad as we can. so so then we end up getting. Um well the nighttime was the scariest part of the first movie. So we're just going to make the entire thing during the night, <laughs> right? And then and and you brought up something the something that threw me for a loop, the alien idea which I think could make sense, but I I never got that impression until you until you brought it up. So, so I never would have thought about that ever unless I read it somewhere.
0: Yeah, so here's here's the thing. The Blair Witch in this movie Is in a rush Why is she in such a rush The first movie <laughs> Happens over the course of like multiple days yeah. It's slowly building You have time to like ingest The fact that one night they go to sleep They come out and there are these rocks mm. Just like these rock Piles of right. rocks out right? Yeah. And then they stumble upon another setting Which has the, the the classic Blair Witch Symbol all over it And in this one they're just like Oh, rocks and Blair Witch symbols all in one night. Mm-hmm. Like the Blair Witch is clearly like wanting to speed things up. Like she's getting impatient.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like in the first movie, he's like, "Yeah, hey, remember that really creepy moment where they find these little statues? Well, in this movie, they're gonna wake up and they are literally not gonna be able to move without bumping into <laughs> and, gigantic life-sized uh, statues, like yeah. little wicker statues. It just is yeah. like, yeah.
0: And, and they and they just like they they went bigger on everything without progressing anything you know it was just it was just more crammed into a quicker timeline and instead it it exactly had the things that I feared it would it had no quiet moments right it starts at 11 right and it basically just maintains 11 throughout I'm not going to say that none of it worked there were some elements that that worked for me But I'm just sad that these filmmakers who seem to be so self-aware in their other films completely seem tone deaf um, this time around. Uh, And didn't actually, yeah, you saw some ideas, like with the time jumping, but with all the characters, they're just transported from lesser horror films and dropped into this one, you know? Uh, and that, that I think, I found most surprising, is that they just clearly did not seem interested on the character aspect at all. And so he's, like, compelled to find his sister, but did you have any sense of their relationship? Like, he's not yeah. like, she taught me to throw a baseball. Right. You know, he's just like, I gotta find her. Why? Yeah. Why? How old were you?
1: when Were you, like, four? You know? I mean... Well, and the whole thing hinges on the absolutely absurd idea that he honestly believes she's still alive in the woods somewhere (laughs) it's not even like it's a missing person's (laughs) case it's like she disappeared in these woods and she's been gone for over 20 20 years years. (laughs) there's no way she's still alive in these woods she's like a
0: tarzan she's like a tarzan now uh here's the other thing if she is alive then clearly she likes it better in there you're not gonna wander one day into the woods and find her <laughs> right. right she's not one day wandering in the woods there for yeah. 20 years and wanting to come out um yeah and, and you don't have any sense the, the other thing that absolutely infuriates me another my, my rule that i'm walking out with for found footage is like establish your mythology and the character's relationship to it so In the very beginning, Lisa, the filmmaker, is like, so do you believe this stuff in The Blair Witch? And he just gets quiet. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. no, that's actually something that you need to answer. Do you (laughs) believe this stuff? Like, what relationship do you have to the lore and what's happening? And then all the other characters that jump in, like you said... They're either saying we're doing this because it's going to be the most scary thing we can think of to do right now. Or we're just putting people in here because we need more characters. Mm-hmm. Why are they there? What's their motivation for being there? And what's their connection to like the mythology and the legend? It seems like nobody has actually researched much at all about it. Mm-hmm. When if that footage that they have access to, which is the original Blair Witch movie... You got that, right? Because it's mm-hmm. kind of like what they're watching at the... In, in well, what
1: they're watching at the beginning is what happens is to new... them at the end.
0: Yeah, well, right? mm, I know what you're the saying. The footage that
1: Lane sends them mm-hmm. in the beginning, quote-unquote, is what they're watching at... The, is yeah. what ha- is happening to them at the end.
0: Right, right. So, so you, you, you have that, but then he makes a reference to... They make a few references to Heather's footage. Right. Like when they find the stuff, he's like, This is in Heather's footage. Yeah. So they they make reference to the first place. Right. So did they see that? So, I guess so. So they saw that and then they never were like maybe there's something to that <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Heather wasn't acting when she looked in the camera and, and mm-hmm. told and apologized to all of us and right. said that they're all gonna die out here. Mhm. So yeah. No slow realization of the of the Doom and the dread that's that's been eating in on them that is all about the first Blair Witch. You know, no slow build. It's just night two. It's going to be night for the rest of the movie. Right. We'll throw in a rainstorm. It's probably now an alien, which Mm -hmm. I hate that idea. And I looked into the lore before, and I knew that even going back to the original Blair Witch that the blair witch manipulated time Mm -hmm. and i love the idea that the implication was in the original blair witch that those three people were actually transported back to the 1700s in the year of the blair witch which is why when they went back to find the road it was gone Mm -hmm. like had they walked out of that woods they would have walked into like a settlement like the witch Mm -hmm. um and I love that, that idea. It was never in the movie But as you read about the lore You started to realize like Oh you know the witch probably like Transported them back in time mm-hmm. Which now the new movie basically says Yeah that happened But it's aliens Because mm-hmm. we need a realistic answer We can't have a, a time traveling witch Sure Just give me the time traveling witch Right It's like I learned metachlorians And Star Wars in Star Wars uh, the, Yeah it's mm-hmm. like it's It's kind of like that so,
1: the more I think about it, the more I hate it. Okay, good. I was going to say, so it's 1230. Obviously, we just got out of the Blair Witch. I'm going to ask you for a completely arbitrary rating, your initial response to the Blair Witch.
0: My initial response y- Yes or no? One blueberry,
1: <laughs>
0: a half of a strawberry, uh-huh. and, Uh huh. and one star. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was it was it was pretty terrible.
0: Yeah, it's, look, for what they did, it's well made. Maybe
1: somebody would get scared by I it. I wouldn't even say it's I don't even think it's well made. It's I, I it's poor it's poorly acted, it's terribly mm, written. Mm-hmm.
0: You can see the ideas they got excited about, but the execution was not Okay.
1: Well let's uh we'll uh how have your feelings changed since we watched it or have they grown uh, more disgusted? (laughs) (laughs) I
0: think I'm more
1: disgusted. And you listened to the interview on uh, shockwaves, right? Yes. With um, the writer, Simon
0: Barrett, Simon Barrett. Yes. Um, So first, it sounds to me like Lionsgate had more of the idea than they did, which was one thing that made me nervous. Mm-hmm. One thing that made me excited is, especially hearing Adam Wingard was uh, doing the music, was that uh, he had a specific vision. But After reading some interviews, listening to some podcasts, I think instead it was Lionsgate who was open to the idea. They got all their requirements met in terms of having some creative control over it. But I think they bought in on the idea that Lionsgate was like, we want a standard horror film. I think that was the, that was the fatal flaw is that Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett were like, okay, we will deliver the standard thing that you want, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, and they delivered the standard found footage horror movie and that was made it all the worse. It made it the worst because my expectations were high, mm-hmm. but also made it bad because they didn't care about innovation
1: in any obvious sense. Well, in that interview, he says that they wanted to make a straightforward horror exactly. movie. That their other movies had been... They had viewed them more as comedies than horror movies, and so with Blair Witch, they wanted to just do a straightforward and they did the problem is they did like you said, they did a standard horror movie. The problem is their standard is twenty sixteen and in my mind, twenty sixteen horror movies, at least like what are the standards what are what are known as horror movies to the to sort of the mainstream population, are bad, and it's what this is. Like, I'm thinking of, like, uh was that trailer for Annabelle 2, mm-hmm. which apparently is a sequel to Annabelle 1, <laughs> but it just is, like, it's like that, it's, like, all of those movies that are just, what is the scariest thing that we can do in this moment to make you feel scared? It's not, like, there's no sense behind it, it just is, like, alright, and in this moment, the this kid's head is going to turn around because that's creepy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like with, with Blair witch, I, I I felt like it's, I felt like to me, the scariest thing, the, the scariest thing about the Blair witch project was that it seemed real, right? They didn't, they didn't do have to do anything to the woods. In the Blair Witch Project to make them creepy. You know why? Because the woods are creepy. Like, if you've ever gone into the woods by yourself or with a friend, like, the woods are scary, period. You don't have to do anything to make the woods scary. You don't have to make it nighttime all the time. You don't have to add in uh, unearthly sounds to make it scary. Like, put somebody in the woods with a camera, and all of a sudden, the slightest crack in the background is scary because you have no idea what is over there. It could be a deer. It could be a wolf. It could be anything. But the whole point is that your imagination is what makes it scary. And I felt like with Blair Witch, they take all of the imagination out of it, right? What is scary about the Blair Witch Project is what you think is happening to everybody off screen. You don't ever see anything happen to anybody in the Blair Witch Project. Mm -hmm. And that makes it scary. Mm -hmm. Like, that makes it stick with me to this day. Mm -hmm. But in the Blair Witch, you see everything happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it's, like, not scary because uh, there's just no imagination to it. Mm -hmm. It just is, like... you, You know, this is a gross thing to see. And instead of, like instead of like having the sort of uh having the more real reaction to it of like a, a little bit of a longer, more drawn out reaction of like a couple of days later thinking like, Oh yeah, that was, that's really creeping me out because it's sticking with me. It just is like, yeah, it would be really gross to see this in the moment. So we'll just show it to him in the moment. Mm-hmm. But then by the time the movie's over, you've already forgotten about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think th- there's so many places I feel like I could go. uh but I guess i I want to focus on the 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 fact that it seems to me, and one issue that I have with modern horror movies, is that people think about moments and they don't think about story or character or reason. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I saw lights out earlier in the summer. Basically, this ghost will appear when the lights are out and when the light's on, it will not be there. Mm-hmm. So you get this great effect in the shadow of this, you know, ghost basically appearing uh, like in maybe a door frame and you can just see the shadow and turn on the light and it's gone. Right. You can tell that effect is amazing. It's great. Mm-hmm. The story is crap. And the reason why the ghost can do this is nonsensical to the point where you're like, why did you feel like you even need to try and answer? Like, it's already a ghost. Mm-hmm. So does it have to die by extreme light in order for it? To, like it doesn't it, it, it basically answers questions that you're not asking. And in Blair Witch, it raised questions that I wasn't asking that weren't mm-hmm. even on my mind. Mm-hmm. At the very end, they're in this house. The Blair Witch has been trying to get them to this house, obviously. A character, knowing that the witch is trying to get them into this house, knowing that his sister cannot be alive, still runs into this house. So his mind has switched for whatever reason. I don't know. Okay, I'll go along with you on that. When they finally get the other you know, character in the house... You, you, that you, then you start being like, come on, come on, mm-hmm. you know, like give me a little something to go on. You're making me ask too many questions like, why didn't they just say, no, we're not going in the house. Mm-hmm. But she goes into the house. The Blair Witch has another character attack her. So first, I love when horror movies do a complicated attack, mm-hmm. like the ghost goblin ghoul witch gets you where they want you to go. And then they do a full-fledged 15-minute <laughs> attack by, like, making a picture fall and then mm-hmm. making the uh, window slam shut or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the Blair Witch has a character. Throw her down into a pit. In this pit, there's a tunnel. So she starts crawling down this tunnel. And it's a okay image. Mm-hmm. I can see, like... Oh, she's going to be crawling through the tunnel. It's Mm going to be claustrophobic. It's going to be great. And then she hears the Blair Witch coming. Right? Like, as soon as she gets to the other side and she's trying to get out. Did the Blair... It's Does the Blair Witch get a sexual thrill from being shoved into a tunnel and chasing after Mm -hmm. the kill? Is that her chosen method of murdering? Throw them in this pit where I've dug a tunnel that they can barely fit through. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to crawl after her because right. I love tunnels. Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, The
1: thing about that tunnel too, is I kept thinking like, cause she was in the tunnel for a long time. And then she gets out of the tunnel and she's just in, she's still in the house. She's still. She's it's still like in she the crawled house. three feet.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. So it's like, it's playing with time and space and whatever. That's fine. She's still in the house. She meets up with the other person. And then I'm like, wait, is the Blair Witch now out of control? Did the Blair Witch not know that there's a tunnel in its own right. pit that it threw people in? And then they realized that you, that the Blair Witch won't attack you or can't attack you if you don't look at it. Mm-hmm. Which completely undoes the whole mythology of the first one. And the reason why it's terrifying that someone's standing in a corner mm-hmm. because they're basically just waiting to be killed. No, we're supposed to believe in the first Blair Witch that what Mikey has figured it, that he... He could have gone out because apparently the Blair Witch right. doesn't know what to do when you're walking backwards at it. So she's trying to walk backwards and she's using her camera to see the Blair Witch and the Blair Witch runs away. So, I mean, like, do you see what I'm saying? No. Like,
1: And then the Blair Witch uses, like, the oldest trick in the book for a ghost just calls- and uses her friend's voice. And she's just like, oh, huh? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> she's like, what? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Like, that whole finale as you talk about it if you just talk about what they said how do you not look at each other and go oh we've made a huge mistake like we need to give a reason why they go in there what's the blair witch's chosen method of attack why is the blair witch making her crawl through a tunnel like the blair witch is in control of that house Mm -hmm. that's what we're led to believe and in the house what they almost escape and the blair witch has to like you said resort to a, to a child's joke of
1: sounding like somebody else and having her just right. turn around and look yeah. at it. It might as well have like tapped her on the other shoulder. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah,
0: so I mean, like, that... But then there's a million other things. There's a million other Yeah, things. I was gonna
1: say, so, so uh, regardless of the ending, like, this movie could have ended in any number of ways and it wouldn't have mattered to me because there wasn't a single thing I liked about the movie. I did not like the writing. I did not like the acting. I did not like the direction. I didn't like the story beats. There was not a single thing at all I liked about this. And the characters were so, and this is part of the scariness too, the characters are so generic that they could have been, like they literally could have been called character one, Mm -hmm. character two character 3 and it would have had the same emotional impact that the movie had as 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 it, as it stood because they're just like there's nothing to them there's no motivations there's no sympathy there's just they're not realistic at all it just is like it, it just was it was just terrible
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh the other thing that really bothered me and i mentioned this a little bit was the uh was when it became uh, all night time, all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like it, you you get rid of the you get rid of the tension of feeling a sense of release uh, of relief, or even even if it's momentary,
0: And urgency of when the light starts to go away at at night, and you're exactly. starting exactly
1: feel nervous. Yeah, exactly. Instead of instead of the 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 this feeling of like of peaks and valleys, which is I think what horror movies thrive on, right? You, instead you just get this endless peak, but ultimately all that is, is like a flat line, right? Mm-hmm. You're never coming back down from this feeling. And so to me, it started to feel less like, uh, this like really hyper tense, scary 45 minutes. And it felt more like the, uh, the uh, this is my life now meme. Right. You know I mean, it just was like, well, this is, mm. I guess this is how we go. We just got darkness for the next 50 mm-hmm. minutes and I'm no longer scared because it's just dark all the time. And instead of getting like a feeling of like um, sort of like helpless inevitability or like, I mean, there are some times in stories where you can see where the character is going, uh, but the character doesn't. Mm-hmm. And in this, it just is like, Every as soon as you as soon as they establish it's going to be nighttime all the time, you know exactly where the story is mm-hmm. going, and you lose any sense of curiosity. Or it just was, it just seemed. I I, I just there, there, this, it was literally nothing at all. Right. I liked about this it.
0: Movie. It felt incidental. And the last thing that I'll say, which is, how do you, how do you overcome? I mean, the setup is stupid. Right. The, the explanations are just not there. It's not even that the explanations are stupid. They just don't even try. So, the, you know, in the trailer too, you hear the filmmaker ask these two characters, do you believe in the Blair Witch stories? And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Nope. They don't even answer it. They don't even care enough to try and figure out what they believe. Right. They don't even have a working theory on what they're looking for. Yeah, he's just like we're going in the woods and we're finding my sister who's been in there for twenty five right. years. Does it? It makes literally no sense. the The final thing that that I want to complain about really quickly is stop making your main character a documentarian <laughs> if you're not <laughs> going to hold them to the basic concepts of documentary filmmaking. Right. So there is a scene where these characters are talking around a f- fire. And you see the documentarian scurrying around mm. on the ground trying to get right. angles with this handheld shaky cam. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, what documentary is she going off of? Right. What, what's her reference point? Like, that's not, how you, that's not usable footage. Yeah. And it made me want to know, let's say these characters went into the forest. Let's say they never found the Blair Witch. And then they came out. What? Footage was she hoping to get. What would her documentary look like? Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, like, why don't you just like calm down, think through these things? And it could have been a time issue and a money issue. Right. You know, where if look, if somebody's like, "Hey, Justin, I'll give you seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make a horror movie," uh, you have nine months. Mm -hmm. You know, then maybe you're going to be like, "Hey, we can do something with a drone." And then realize like, oh no, we don't, we don't have enough time. Be like, okay, just fly it into that tree. We'll yeah. have a character climb up in the Blair which I guess will just pull her down in yeah. the tree. You know, like that's how we're going to use the drone. It, oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did want to talk about found footage as a genre though. So I, I don't think it works for this movie. It didn't work in this movie. Does found footage work as its own movie genre or should it be? I mean, obviously it should be only used when the story warrants it, but should it be a once in a blue moon scenario or should it be like, I'm going to make a found footage movie or should it be like, I've got a story. And this, uh, the only way I can tell this story is by doing found footage.
0: Uh, no, I'm, I think, I think it's incidental as to why you do a found footage film. I think it has to be good. You know, you could do a found footage film and uh, just do it because you can't afford anything else. It's just a way to tell your story. But
1: I think, I think story-wise, it doesn't work, ever. I think the only time story-wise found footage works is in the cage of, case of like the first Blair Witch Project, where, correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't the story like, hey, we found this footage from these people who disappeared, and we cut together the most relevant parts. Mm-hmm. That's more or less the idea behind the found footage. Whereas, I mean, obviously that's not the case. I mean, I guess that is the case in the newest one. You do have no idea but, why. But who's editing it? Right. Who's editing know? this? Why are they editing it in this way in that there are like random shots of Sometimes someone's... multiple yeah, cuts is... in one conversation. Yeah. Like... It just is like, like. Are they a filmmaker? Or are they right. Trying like to... Blair Witch Project, it felt edited as like a documentary. Oh, totally. Whereas this feels like it's. The person who discovered the footage, is like, hey, let me make the next horror, great horror movie, right? It's edited like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's not edited like a found footage, what happened to these people movie. It's edited like a yeah.
0: And I think on the side note, I think that that's what made the first Blair Witch so special is all the footage was shot by the actors, right? You know, and in this one, that was not shot by the actors. There was a lot of kind of professionals handling those cameras to get the shots they got. And yeah, that pulls you out of it. So, no, I mean, I think it, it can and it does work as a storytelling method. There's a film that no one has seen, pretty much, called Lake Mungo. Mm-hmm. That is another great found footage film mm-hmm. and i think uses it really 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 well uh in the way that they set it up and why am i watching this in this way i think that works great going back in the 80s i think man bites dog i think is kind of a found footage this documentary crew following around this killer yeah just trying
1: to document his stuff that's more of like a mockumentary, though. Like I'd have to watch that again. Yeah. But I think that's more. Of, I, I I do want to add. I think the I think par, the first Paranormal Activity works yes. as a found footage. I, I was going to get yeah in, in concept.
0: Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that it it does have its place and its purpose, but people have taken it way. Like mm-hmm. uh, the other thing I'll say is, I really like Cloverfield. I really like the first Cloverfield. But, I think that we've run it into the ground either by just exposure, just too much mm-hmm. and too much bad stuff like this, where you're just like, "Why is your camera still on? You know this mm-hmm. makes no sense. uh, oh, the wreck films too, at least a few of them I like mm-hmm. um, so no i I have a lot Wait, of do they
1: make sense as found footage movies, like with the wreck movie, can you answer the question? Who is putting this footage together? Who is present? I mean, that, and, and look, that's been my biggest takeaway from uh, the New York trilogy, or at least the one that has stuck with me the throughout every reading, single re-reading. thing I read and listen to and watch, is who is telling this story and why are they telling it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think Blair Witch Project answers that. Paranormal mm-hmm. Activity watches, answers that. I'm not sure I can think of any other ones that do, but I also haven't seen as many as you have, obviously. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say Lake Lake Mungo answers it and does Uh a good, good, good job with it. So, and I'm a fan. I love the concept. I love the concept of film footage. I like the idea of putting us in the experience of somebody who's going through something. But I think that people need to start Inventing in that area, or we we do need to put it out of its misery. And the fact that Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett obviously were not interested in like innovating in a real sense—they're just like, we got a drone now. Mm -hmm. We have Bluetooth ear cameras Mm -hmm. that do not
1: film at this high resolution, but we can do it. Um, or in night, or at nighttime, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, so I mean like, oh, here's here's something. This is not found footage, but conceptually it works and I love love it, uh, is The Ring, the remake of The Ring, Uh you know? I mean, just simply put a bookend of somebody being like, this video is going to spread, you know, and that's why I'm making it. Mm -hmm. Like, you can answer something in an interesting way like The Ring did, that makes it live on beyond just the film. Like I remember walking out of there and being like, Oh, that's so amazing. I think like I could go into blockbuster and somebody just like replaces that back mm-hmm. video with the ring because they don't want to die. Yeah. Like that to, to, to make that idea and pull it out into the real world is something that found footage can do. If you're willing to like push through the first 10, 15, 20, hundred bad ideas. And get to the good, hard idea of like, oh, there, there we go. Now we're, now we're doing mm. something, you know. Yeah. And it might involve answering, who's putting this together? Yeah, you know. All right. Because oh, and, that's, and the reason why I thought about the, the the ring was this would be a good way for the witch to propagate her myth. And, you know, if she uh-huh. if she, and she apparently can control people. If she can, you know, have somebody manipulate the footage to be a ambiguous horror film that makes people want to try and answer what happened, then she could just get a regular, I mean, that that could be like a feeding ground thing. So that's what made me think of like The Ring. And again, not saying that's like the brilliant idea they have to go with, but it did right. occur to me like, hey, is she involved somehow with the propagation of this yeah. stuff? because they found a a tape, the tape of what happened. They watched themselves. Who put that tape there? It was the Blair Witch, right? And I
1: think that's actually a great idea. But, and I think that works for the first movie. So much so, like the idea that someone watches the first Blair Witch and thinks, I want to go out there and see what's out there. So much so that that's what me and my friends did after watching the first Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. We literally started looking for haunted houses in our, uh, you know, little Ohio suburb. There is not a single person on earth who would watch Blair Witch and think, hey, let me go out to those woods and see what's going on. Right? Like, it just is... Mm-hmm. I, I think that's actually a great concept. But, again, it just speaks... It just when I feel like it's terrible execution.